Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Stop 706. This community podcast. We have the usual suspects, Adolphus Savage, El Chapa, Marcus Sniffles, and special guest, fellow Augustian, KJ, at underscore Rev Run on Twitter. And also the host of a very good sports podcast if you're into basketball, all sports, but her specialty is basketball. Uh, how's everything going? Pretty good. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. We appreciate you coming doing through the night. Well. No problem, no problem. Hola. Hi. <laughs> All right. So let's jump right into it. So, KJ, I know. Yes, let's jump right into it. Um, I've been working on something, so I want to say oh, something really quick. All right. Oh, guys. gosh. Oh, God. <laughs> Como? Uh, esta Como loca. Fue? Esta loca, dame chocha. Oh, you know what, bro? Yo, God. Yo, God. <laughs> no, I, whatever, I know, I know what one of them is. You're very disgusting. No. Yeah, inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> she said I wasn't you a savage. You spent so much time just to learn that you're nasty. You're nasty. <laughs> wow, really? That's a holy term. Uh, okay, anyways. So... Uh, so, so KJ hosts a podcast called Between the Lines, and she she's big on basketball. I'm not gonna lie, basketball isn't my forte. Uh, she's also a Falcons fan like myself, so I, you know I appreciate the 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 team unity here we got going here. So, a big thing going on in the basketball world that's really non sports. Some of the All Star uh, games this week, which I personally do not care about. All Star game is on right now. As I say, it's it's definitely happening now. It's on I, right now. I, I could. It could be happening in my house right now, and I would not care. But uh, outside of uh, actual real basketball, there's a big story uh, regarding LeBron James and some some racist Fox News reporter. So I'm let uh, KJ start out with this and, and give her give her take on this. And what, what do you think about the whole situation? And let everybody know what the situation is if they haven't uh, heard about it. Got you. So uh, LeBron and Kevin Durant were on a. Uh, Carrie Champion, who used to be on First Take, uh, she's now on Coast to Coast on ESPN. Uh, Carrie Champion does a little thing with the Uninterrupted on YouTube, riding with the champion. She's basically an Uber driver for some some famous people. This week it was LeBron and Kevin Durant. Uh, they talked about a whole bunch of stuff, being a father, uh, where they fell in love with basketball, but politics came up. Um, they talked about Donald Trump and just kind of how they're not really shocked with the things he says anymore. Um, it just, like, they don't understand how he can say the things he says. So that happened. Of course, people with, you know, sense agreed. But um, a woman on Fox News, um, her name is Laura Ingram or Laura Ingraham, something like that. She went completely ballistic, um, basically told him to shut up and dribble. Now, I'm not even paraphrasing. Those are the words that she used at the end of her segment. She told him to shut up and dribble. Um, and it's just weird because on that same show, Chris Long from the Philadelphia Eagles, um, she's had like Chuck Doris, Ted Nugent, some guy with an anaconda. Kid like, Rock. Talks <laughs> Kid Rock been on there. So it's weird. It's what you say? I say Kid Rock been on there too. Yeah, Kid Rock. Like it's it's so who can talk about politics and who can't? Because those exactly yes. <laughs> simple answer. That's what I was getting. Bingo. Um, <laughs> that were mentioned are white men and they were talking i mean like it, it's obvious that it black men especially black men um are not allowed to talk and that's unfortunate uh he eventually responded and was like thanks for bringing awareness to what i was saying she invited him to her show 
I'm glad he didn't take it because I, I mean, don't give him the ratings, don't give him the satisfaction of that. I'm yep. So I'm glad he he didn't take it, and I, I hope he keeps talking. I love when uh, LeBron talks his his ish. <laughs> yeah. So the list that Chris Long he definitely has some receipts on Twitter. Uh, actor John Voight, Kid Rock, Bobby Knight, Chuck Norris, uh, the Nugent guy who's hella racist, Clint Eastwood who's no comment, and That's, and John, yeah, and Ja Rule, and the Duck Dynasty guy who ja is Rule. Ja Rule, and the Duck Dynasty guy who. What does Ja Rule have to say? <laughs> <laughs> How did he mix in there? I'm confused. Hey, they gotta have they won. They gotta hey, have that check. That check must have been nice. That's a nice hey. check. Hey, they had to slide one in there, man. He need that pub. So it, it is cool that uh pick black guys out of a hat and Ja Rule came up. <sighs> Welcome to 2018. Mm. So it is it is cool that LeBron, one of the biggest athletes in the world, is actually not not backing down and speaking up against these things. I mean, he's been very vocal about things like that. If you can remember with the uh, Trayvon Martin thing with the hoodies. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he is a very prominent black man in America, and I don't understand why the people like the lady on Fox News don't understand because just because you're a millionaire, you still have an opinion. You still have to live life as a black man. So I'm glad. Yeah, it's more than that. It's more than First of all, she insulted him. She tried to attack him. The man's a, a taxpaying citizen. He can say whatever he wants to say. Like, if he's not making no threats towards the president, what are you even? What's the issue here? He it's didn't even say is. anything. He, he didn't even say, say no <laughs> foolishness. He just said, like, you're not even surprised by it anymore. That's it. Who is? Who is? It's also pretty funny who uh, Fox News and 45 tend to go after. Uh, mm -hmm. He went after Jamel Hill, went after, you know, Fox News is going after LeBron James. 45 went after Jay-Z. The people that they are not going after, Eminem, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, Yep. Those two, those two guys particularly, Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, have been roasting Forty Five since last every year. Every chance they get, when, every press conference after a fucking game. Yes, every time they get an opportunity to say something about Forty Five, they drop the hammer on him to the point to where you can't even. There is no rebuttal, so maybe that's why he feels like he can't. But you know, with I know with Popovich, he's a military guy, so maybe that's why he feels like he can't go back at him. Steve Kerr, I mean. Why, why Why? isn't anybody on Fox News saying, hey, Steve, stick to coaching? You know, Stan Van Gundy from the Detroit Pistons, he does the same thing. He goes at 45 also. All these other, you know, people in leadership roles are coming after your neck, and you you feel the need to go after just somebody who's just a ball player. You know, it, it just – it's it's their dog whistling tactics. It's, it's – it's, I think it's them being scared – I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why they feel like they can go at LeBron and then ignore Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr and Eminem and Stan Van Gundy and everybody else. They feel the need to attack certain people. Yeah, interesting thing about uh, a lot of people probably don't know this about Steve Kerr. I I learned it a little while ago, like a couple months ago. Like, he's actually uh, – he's from Beirut, so he's not, like, really, like, white per se. And, and, and his – dad was assassinated uh in lebanon because he was like some sort of i don't know speaker or something like that so that that'd be a, that'd be an interesting term of events if 45 decided to go with steve kerr because that would stir up all kinds of crazy stuff 
So that would be interesting. But the MAGA yeah. crowd they don't even know that attack. about him. I didn't. I didn't either. I thought he was. That's just what I'm white saying. Dude, like, like they probably don't even know all of that. You have to go and Google that. You think they actually give a fuck? That's that's not the reason why they're not attacking that man. And we know it. Let's stop. And Donald shit. Trump doesn't know anything outside of like four states. So. And, the, and the Gorillas Channel. Don't, don't forget about the Gorillas Yeah, the Gorillas Channel. Hey, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, get about on that. And that never forget channel? about the Gorilla Channel. <laughs> I need that Gorilla Channel in my life, man. It's just wild. Like, the MAGA crowd, it's easy for them to go after, you know, like a LeBron James type because, one, he's black. Two, he gets paid to do something that – he gets paid to play a kid's game, something that's, in their minds, easy. And most – MAGA supporters aren't the biggest NBA fans, but you know it, it's easy for them to go after him and just shut him down as oh, just shut up, shut up, darky, go play basketball. But they, how do you how do you attack someone like Greg Popovich who was in the military? How do you attack someone like a Steve Kerr who has military family members who has a you know a dad that went through all the stuff that he went through? It's almost like that, that Venn diagram. It's like all right, I, I can hate these people. But I can't hate these people. But when those circles intersect, what do you Crickets. do? Crickets. Yeah, Crickets. it's like it's like that Chappelle's kid when the white black white supremacist took his hood off and that dude's head exploded. It's the same <laughs> thing. Like Greg Popovich, but he's white, but he's attacking the president, but he was in the military now. Like, what do you do? You can't. You can't do nothing. You, you can't. Got no do answers. They got no answers. Yeah. They're telling on themselves. That's all they're doing. Yep, yep. That's exactly why it is. Definitely. Because right. uh, LeBron and Popovich say the same things, but you only attack LeBron. Why? It's it's just crazy. Yeah, definitely. It's, all these white men can say whatever they want, and nobody goes after them. But as soon as the big black man comes and says, "Hey, this guy doesn't really make much sense," then it's definitely like, "Well, you just you shut up and it's basically shut up and go back outside." Basically, you don't mm-hmm. you don't have the intelligence level to discuss this type of thing. Just dribble your basketball and shut up. Is that fair? Absolutely not. But they're definitely exposing themselves to the racists that they are. I mean, they're just adding a case of why this administration is probably one of the worst and it is the worst in recent history. That that sounds about right. And, and to button up the whole 45 thing, shout out to the nasty sickos that are capitalizing off his run and dog whistling. So recently, there was a website launched for all you singles out there who need to find somebody to uh, intermingle with who's not your cousin or sister. You can go to trump.dating.com. No, thank to find you. you to find you. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. To find no, you a, a MAGA cuddle buddy where y'all can discuss uh, the blacks and building walls. You know what I'm saying? So it was funny. I saw a picture on Twitter where somebody is trying to make the username Hitler, and the username was already in use. So you already know. You already know what it is on this website. So wow. it's probably uh, nothing but toothless grains and like six. <laughs> Man, I'm not gonna lie. I might make an account. I want to see what it's really looking I'm like. I'm saying you could. I might. You know what? I might do that. I might do that for real. You though. can. You can find someone that agrees with building the wall, and then you can tear down her walls. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yo. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> all right so we'll pivot off that so we did a uh we talked about a couple episodes ago a story yes. 
that ties LeBron James and other athletes and celebrities uh, about a young girl. What was your name again, El Chapo? Centoya Brown. So go ahead and explain that because uh, this is kind of one thing you want to give a follow-up on real quick before we jump into the big topic. <laughs> Yeah, so real quick, like you said already, uh, a couple episodes ago, it was it was actually big all over social media. If you follow Shade Room, if you follow Baller Alert, and if you just live in fucking America, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Satoya Brown, um, a victim of human sex trafficking, who was actually indicted in a jail uh, since 2004 for murdering her assaulter, pretty much. And so the big scandal that was surrounding that case is the fact that once she's in prison, a lot of people felt as though she didn't even belong there. And this happened on the state of Tennessee, which the state of Tennessee does have the death penalty. And you had celebrities coming out the yin yang, uh, one of them being Rihanna, who I love, uh, who was coming out and really just being a full supporter, as were many other female artists as well. And very recently, uh, her case went back to court. And what they were trying to do was appeal, not necessarily just the overall ruling, but the fact, like I said, in Tennessee, it is uh, it's a capital state, meaning that they can't go ahead and issue out the death penalty. So they were trying to appeal that. So instead of her getting a death penalty, they're going for just a life sentence. And just as of last week, the state of Tennessee actually overturned that request, stating that it was actually um, just, basically. So... This young female, she's only 29 years old. Now she's up for capital murder for killing the man who basically took her, her innocence. She was out sex tra being sex trafficked along with so many other young ladies since the age of 14. 14. And she basically had a snap of reality or however her, her whole story was a little bit uh, all over the place, to be honest. But basically, she ended up killing her assaulter. And now she's the one that's being at fault. So he's dead. Who knows where, heaven or hell. Um, and now she's going to have to go. Not only been in jail all this time since 2004, but she actually is going to go ahead and get issued a death penalty on top of that. Um, I think they got it wrong. That's just me. What do you guys think? I don't know where to go with that. That was a bit, mm. uh, a bit heavy. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I just think it sucks that uh, if you're a sex worker and someone commits a crime against you, that you are likely to still get in trouble for being a sex worker. If you're not even exactly. a sex worker, let me, let me rephrase that, not a sex worker, but a, a sex trafficking victim. If you're one of those, if you're like, you know, you've been brought over from another country or you got kidnapped or you're a runaway, you get snatched up by an older person, a predator, and they, you know, you know, sell you and all this other stuff. And then you go to the police saying, hey, I'm a victim, I've been this and that, and then all of a sudden you're being interrogated, all of a sudden you're in handcuffs, all of a sudden you're in jail for being a victim, essentially. Now with, with Centoya's case, there's a lot of stuff going into that. I think she has some some mental health issues that are that have yet to be, to be um, figured out. Because they have of, yet to be disguised. Yeah, That's the thing. Based on all the trauma that she went through, uh, there's clearly some mental health issues there. And in this country, we do not know how to handle mental health issues. We either put you in jail, kill you, or, you know, put you in a straitjacket and lock you away. We just don't know how to deal with that yet. So I, I, I think she's just in a, in a terrible predicament. Um, yeah, we just gotta, we gotta figure out how to deal with mental health in this country. Cause we're, we're, 
I don't know if we're behind. I don't know how other countries deal with it, but I, I feel like we're we're behind in some aspects. I mean, to me, it definitely needs to be on a case by case scenario because on one end we see where people are making oh Nicholas Cruz as a child he's young he's this he's that he killed 17 people she killed one person and one can argue maybe it was in self-defense but she's 14 15 16 and she's charged as an adult and will spend the rest of her life in prison so it definitely needs to be a case-by-case scenario and you can't treat everything like it's just like the judge system, the, well, the judicial system shouldn't be all in black and white. But um, yeah, it, it's really unfortunate. I don't think that she deserves to be in prison forever for what she did. Yeah. We can do about it for now. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So that's going to be a good transition to the next topic, which is a huge story all around the country, all around the world. Uh, is the shooting down in South Florida? where 17 students senselessly lost their lives due to one student's whatever issues he may have had and his uh, ability to access the dreaded AK, no, I'm sorry, AR-15, which seems to be the weapon of choice for people with mass shootings. So real quick, we're gonna start out with uh, El Chapo. What, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Well, my thoughts on the whole situation is, <sighs> So senseless, so sad, and so heavy um, initially. But as, as we were just discussing, when it comes to mental health, this kid clearly has signs of, of mental health issues and so on. However, not too long ago, we had a president who actually reversed some of the gun laws that were in place by a previous president, which did include a look into people's mental health history and things of that nature when it comes to being able to purchase weapons. It's really going to boil down to fucking gun laws, which, let's be real, which for whatever reason on Capitol Hill, nobody could have that conversation and come up with some sort of solution. So with that being said, this kid, he's not a kid, he's a grown-ass man, he's 19 years old, not super grown, but he's old enough to know fucking better. At 19 years old, with the history that he's had, you know, and for him to be able to go in and buy AR-15, who the fuck is able to just go into a store and buy AR-15? That doesn't make sense. Why are we allowed to just go and buy automatic weapons? Why? Why? Because we love our guns more than anybody. We love our Clearly, guns more than anything. We love our guns more than we right. love our fucking kids. The more than we love our, our, our students, more than we love just the innocents. How many times? When are we going to learn? When are we going to learn? We have this poor mother out there. Every time I see her or think about her, I fucking break down. When she was yelling at the camera, yelling at President Trump, yelling at whoever was listening in regards to doing something. It's, it's ridiculous. It was so unnecessary. Let's not even go into the FBI. The FBI could clearly come out with a clear-cut fucking case over some emails when it comes to Hillary Clinton. Yet, when it comes to this, y'all were supposedly watching him for months or y'all had all this information you had everybody who they say if you see something say something we had people out there seeing shit and saying shit yet somehow this kid was not stopped questioned, or nothing y'all didn't have enough get the fuck out of here get out of here get out. i have a lot to say about the topic y'all could cut me off it's ridiculous yeah it's, it's definitely unfortunate that kids like 17 kids went to school that morning and their parents fully expected them to be back home for dinner and they didn't get to come back because this country cares way more about holding automatic weapons 
than saying, hey, let's make sure that nobody has access to these. Or if you're going to have access to them, it's going to be really, really goddamn tough to get to them. And it's unfortunate that kids continue to, to have to die, that this kid was apparently radicalized by a white supremacist group, and they keep trying to sweep that under the rug, that I hear the rifle was um, was given to him by a white supremacist group. I mean, call a spade a spade. We have to control guns in this country. And until that happens, kids are going to go to school every morning not knowing if they're going to make it back home to see to see their parents again. And that's unfortunate. And it sucks that you you have to teach your kids what to do in case some weirdo brings a gun. It's February the what? 18th, 19th? And there have been 18 mass shootings in this country. That's unfortunate. I don't I don't really have much to add to like the whole mass shooting and the whole gun control thing. Like we we spoke about this during the Vegas shooting a couple of months ago. Sure um, did. The only thing I will say is that uh, I think it was the 15 year anniversary of Columbine this past week. And Columbine is no longer in the top 10 for worst school shootings in America. Mm-hmm. And we, we, I mean, I don't know if y'all remember, but I, I do remember Columbine. It was a huge deal. A lot of people got shot. A lot of kids got killed. And now that that event is no longer in the top 10. We have had 10 more shootings in Columbine, which is insane to think about. And since Columbine, what has changed and what has gotten better? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Um, a couple of things that I that I noticed. Uh, first thing, the whole thing is tragic. But what I find more disheartening, kind of disgusting, is the media. Like, there's kids mid mid-shooting, the news outlets and reporters are messaging them, trying to get them to come on their show and get information. Like, yo, can you give me some help first before you try to get a hot story? I think it's a bit tasteless that a lot of these news yes. organizations are having, six, however, let's say, you know, high school is between like 15 to 18 on television the day after some of your friends, a lot of your friends got killed. Right. For what? Mm-hmm. Where are the parents at? Why are you allowing your child to be on national television the day after probably the most traumatic incident in their life to be on national TV so these these people can have a big story? Like I, I find that disheartening and disgusting as well, almost as bad as the gun problem in this country. Like, what, where that shouldn't even been allowed. They should be somewhere getting counseling. But there, there, mm-hmm. there, there is another side to that though, because I've seen a couple kids get on TV and and speak out like for oh, gun control and gun. Was a little girl. The, yeah, yeah. There's like there's a girl that's there's got like a, a little. There's a the girl control. Gonzalez, and then there's the yeah. guy I forget his name, but he's he's getting it. Yeah, I I, I see where South is coming from. I because I saw one girl like it was that day, and she was like crying about it, and that's probably not the time to to talk to her. No. But there's other kids out there who are like, hey. This is this is the time is now to talk about it because if you if you look at people who are against uh, gun reform or gun law changes, a lot of those people are saying, "Hey guys, now's not the time to talk about guns. Let's not politicize this event. Let's not bring mm-hmm. up gun control right now. Let's let these kids and their family and friends mourn." And 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 these people that have been affected by it, they're saying like, "Nah, man, you're not gonna sweep this under the rug like you've done everything else." I still, you know, some of these kids still got blood on their clothes, blood on their phones, haven't even buried their friends and family yet. 
and they're out here speaking out against it. So if you feel that strongly about it, if you're, you know, those kids and, you know, they're, those kids come to their parents and like, hey, I really want to do this because I, I don't want to wait and it's the fires burning inside of me, then yeah, go ahead and do it. But there's also, you that. know, there's both sides. You know? Yeah, yeah. That, some, that some, was, kids, yeah. some kids ain't got it. Some kids yeah, can't. Yeah, that was, that was different. They, they had a girl on there whose well, friend got killed. Like, why would you bring her? Like, you know what you're fixing to get. Well, she's not like, going to have nothing like, prolific to say she's gonna be she's gonna be devastated you know what i'm saying like you're doing that just to get a a, a clickbait a story views like that's 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 disgusting that's crazy man that's like the mom though the mom that i was talking about she was um you know she was yelling at the camera y'all just like google y'all know who i'm talking about she was just yelling flood? at the camera um it was during the uh, flood right the flood during, it was during the houston flood they were interviewing that lady no no this is this is now this is what the shooting oh. in the school her daughter died her oh. daughter died and so she's yelling she's you can tell it's just a mix of, of adrenaline and shock and everything else to how she's just yelling at the camera uh, screaming and pleading for them to do something to change something to help and so on and so forth and that just breaks my heart now the interviewer continues on and he's like, hey, if there's anything that you can say to, I forget the daughter's name, if there's anything you can say to your daughter right now, what would it be? Now, that's when I thought he crossed the fucking line because it's like she's clearly in a state of shock and mourning. And for you to go in and dig in and I mean, she's answering the question and it was just, I thought that was a little bit much. That was just a little bit too much. Like she literally just found out minutes ago that her daughter is dead. Her daughter's dead. And she has to hold it together because she also has a son. And she was explaining that. And I was like, why would you ask somebody that question amidst all the chaos? They're outside the school. The fucking daughter's dead body is still inside the school along with all the other 16 other bodies in there. And you're really going to ask, what would you say to them right now? That is where I see where you're coming from, South Beach. Because that's when I was like, all right, you crossed the line. Yep. And and just one more thing to, to throw into this, and I was listening to uh, Bomani Jones' podcast, and he had an interesting thought. He was kind of wondering, like, how is America so desensitized to violence of weapons? It's it's pretty simple answer to that question. Like, all of us, you can think about when you were a kid, and I see these commercials on TV now. Like, what what kind of stuff are they selling on, uh, like, Nickelodeon Disney? Nerf guns. I've, I saw a Nerf gun that had like a sniper rifle with like a scope and like attachments, rapid fire Nerf guns. What are all the most popular video games? Games that involve violence. I'm Call of Duty is probably one of the highest selling video games of all time. What are you doing the whole game? Shooting people, shooting people, headshots, throwing grenades, killing people. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Think about all the most popular TV shows. All Violent, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. You can think the Sopranos back in the day, The Wire. All these shows make us so desensitized to violence that, again, this is why people have these problems. I'm not saying that because I've watched these shows that I'm going to go do some of these things, but there are some deranged people that will take these things like, you know what, I'm just going to get get a gun. I'm going to go shoot somebody. I'm going to shoot up a school. Like, it's 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 America. This is America. America is a, a very violent place. This is just what yeah. we're raised on. This is what we fit. We're fed from childhood to now. It's just it's 
it is what it is. But real quick, the dude, I'm not, I'm not buying the Nestle ill thing because that dude, he had a very calculated, meticulous plan. Like he went in there, he bought the gun, he called an Uber, rode to the school, had his gun hit away, had ammo hid in the school, ran to the school, pulled the fire alarm, shot some kids. Did you hear what he gun. was wearing? Did you hear what he was wearing? He He's wearing like typically wore the JROTC shirt. Yeah. On purpose to blend in because yeah. he knew the JRTC was going to be wearing their polos that day. Yeah. Dropped his weapon afterwards and then ran out with the school like he's one of the students. So you cannot pull the mental health card with this person. Yeah, I didn't, dude I, knew I didn't exactly know. what he was doing. I, exactly I didn't know all that. Doing. I didn't know he took did all that. I yeah. didn't know he keep fire alarm. Yeah. Yes. He pulled the fire That's alarm wild, in order yeah. to get everybody out. So that way they're all running and whatever. And I thought he could get all his people I mean, all I, at I, once. I wouldn't say like you can still it can still fall under the mental illness umbrella. It not in not in terms of like not understanding what he's doing, but you gotta be yeah. mentally sick in the head to, to pull something yeah. like that yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously his home situation wasn't the greatest, you know. Not an excuse. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but what I'm saying is there that was a red flag amongst all the other red flags that were out there. So for it to get to this point and him not be stopped, I think is an issue. And I, I, I was talking with my wife about this today as far as when it comes to uh, how do you deal with kids that are problem kids? Not a, I don't want to say problem. Well, yeah, I guess problem kids. And, and the solution, at least in this country, is like, hey, this kid's acting up. We don't know what to do with them. Just get rid of them. Expel mm-hmm. them. Just kick them out of here. And now that's what happened to him. So, so what? Ha- like, there has to be something. There has to be another step. It can't just be all right. This kid is acting up. This kid is uncontrollable, quote unquote. He's mentally ill. Whatever. The solution can't be just to kick him out of school. That can't be the only option because they know his home life isn't that great. So you're just gonna you're basically isolating him away from all the other kids from you know the teachers so what what do you think he's doing when he's expelled he's plotting he's planning this whole thing out he There's literally guys- was saying that in on the internet putting it on youtube comments he was literally out saying that same thing it goes back to the conversation of how this country treats mental health issues I, like you said as soon as there's a problem noticed within the person they're shunned away instead of uh, embraced or rehabilitated in a sense. Um, I, de- I, I feel like if the kid may have gotten, um, once they noticed some of these destructive behaviors, if he may have gotten some type of, um, some type of help, this maybe could have been avoided. It's just, it's the, this country, this country does not treat quote unquote undesirables well. And this is partially a result of that. I can't be excuses for the kid i mean what he did was planned out so meticulously it's no way you can have a mental health issue i know a lot of black kids a lot of spanish kids that go through the same thing they don't go out and shoot up schools so there's no excuse for what he did and i hope he gets the death penalty that's just how i feel about that but i will say shout out to yeah he he needs to get the death penalty and his ass whipped in prison Uh, a shout out to scott beagle and uh coach aaron feiss um, for risking their lives for the students. They were both gunned down as well. Um, Aaron Aaron Feist was a coach that, of course, uh, used his body to shield the bullets from the students. And Scott Beagle, uh, once his kids came out from the fire alarm, he immediately he was gunned down during in the uh, doorway. So um, that's pretty much all I want to do on the guy. I don't want to give uh, Nicholas Cruz too much. 
much hype. You know what? At the end of the day, mental health, mental problems, whatever, you're a disgusting piece of shit. It just is what it is. All righty. So we're going to get off that uh, heavier topic and move to the big story of the week, which is what we've all been waiting to talk about. We, we briefly discussed it last week, but... Michael B. Jordan! <sighs> yes! Hallelujah. Oh, Woo! all right. Waiting since 2016 for that. <laughs> I mean, you could get Creed on DVD. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's out there. <laughs> so, Let me just say, I loved him since he was back in All My Children. You're not a real fan if you was with him whoa, back in the early whoa, 2000 and All, all my, my Children. children. Woo! Yes, girl. Yes, First girl. of all. But he was on the download dating a white girl, but of course, because he was black, he couldn't be dating a white girl and blah, blah, blah. Yes, that was... I right. was like, I'll claim you. I'm right here. I'm right here. But hardball. That was when I first yeah. saw Michael. <laughs> um, how about how about the wire? Nah, yeah. That came yeah. after all my children. I'm telling you. I, I go way back. I don't watch soaps, so I That's don't fine. know about that. But all my a, children is discontinued anyway. Wallace. Yeah, Wallace definitely got uh you know what? If you haven't seen the wire, shame on you, but if you if you have have it. Then go watch it and see uh, what happens to old Wallace. <laughs> see how far Wallace makes Aww. it. <laughs> R.I.P. Wallace. <laughs> but yeah, so Black Black Panther. Uh, it seems to be getting rave reviews right now. It's sold, I think, $192 million so far. A lot of theaters were sold out. Um, yeah, definitely. I had to see it at 1040 uh, Friday night because all the earlier showings were sold out. I originally had my tickets for eleven fifteen on Friday. Thank night. God we changed. That. Yeah, but I was we, <laughs> we were able to get different tickets earlier. But shout to my homegirl Carlicia in Jamaica. It's even sold out there. So that's I was like, wow, wow, like this is really a big thing. So where where do we start with this? Where where should we start with this? I don't know where to go. What do I want to do? Because I got a lot of angles we can do this with. Well, I, I only have one. Aside from the, <laughs> the 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 story of it, it was beautifully shot. Like Ryan Coogler is a legend, and we definitely like we're watching a, an amazing filmmaker emerge. And it's crazy that th this is his, this is his only his third movie. Like he's directed. Third. It's wild that he's gone from Fruitville Station, what was like a low budget indie film, to Creed. Which is a little bit more bigger, had a little bit more star power behind it to a, basically a a, a hundred million dollar movie in the big with the biggest company in the in the world. It was beautiful. Okay, so we got that. All of us have seen it. Some of us have seen it twice. I'm gonna try to go see it again. Um, the the big question on Twitter. I did a question of the day, uh, and and we'll do a quick hot take. Where where do y'all rank this? in y'all's uh, Marvel in the MCU universe, like as far as like your top, top five? Mm, I don't I, even know. I would, I would like to see it again. I'm seeing, I, I'm actually seeing it tomorrow. Um, it's for sure top three, probably top two, up there with the uh, Civil War and the first Avengers. I, I'd probably put it, and that's, I, I need to see it again. But for me, as a personal favorite, it's going to be number one. But if I'm looking at it objectively as a, you know, as a standalone movie, it's still going to be in my top three. But 
there were certain things that Black Panther gave me that I'm not going to get from Captain America or Thor or Iron Man. So that's why Black Panther is going to be number one for me. That makes sense. I don't know where I rank it. I yeah, I definitely could say it's definitely my top three. Um, yeah, same points. Is there's a certain pride that comes with seeing so many brown people on camera at the same time. I know, like you have to look at it objectively. So from a personal standpoint, beautiful movie, uh, fifteen out of ten, number one in the Marvel universe for me. Uh, if I had to rank it against other movies. I don't know. I feel like it's too early. It's only it's only Sunday. Give me like, I would say maybe like mid mid to late March, and then I'll be like, okay, here's a definitive answer for me in terms of where I rank it. But right now, it's number one across any movie. I don't care. You got fairies, superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just to be completely transparent, I did rank uh, my all time Marvel movies. I think. It was sometime last year. I think it was before Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it was after Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out. I decided to rank all the uh, Marvel movies at that time. And back then, I had Black Panther number one anyway. So my list hasn't changed. That Black Panthers. This was before the movie even came out. I had it. Oh, one. wow. And I'm That's gonna, kind and of I'm cheating. I stand by my list. Well, I agree with uh, KJ. I know it's going to confuse uh, one of our regular uh, day one homies, KJ Dallas kid. This is not the same person. Uh, well, whatever. KJ anyways. So I'm going to agree with her. Um, it's too early for me. Like, uh, my number one as of today is still Civil War. And, and the reason I say that, like, Civil War is probably one of my favorite movies, like, period. Like, of of any type of movie. I just love that movie. I saw it. That's the only movie I've ever... Well, that's a lie. This is the second movie I've seen twice in theaters that I actually wanted to see. I think the first was uh, the first Hunger Games, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I definitely want to see it again. I definitely bought it as soon as it come, came out, and I don't buy DVDs or Blu-rays, like, period. Like, ever. But I, I had to buy this movie. I've watched it multiple times since it's been out, so it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, it's what Avengers 2 should have been, in my opinion, because Avengers 2 was trash. Um, not, it wasn't trash. It just wasn't as good as we thought it would be. It still is. If you watch it by itself, it's still a solid movie. But if you go into, go into it with the expectations that Avengers 1 had and also knowing how great Civil War is, it's it's okay. It's not like I rewatched it. It's not trash. It's, it's okay. Again, the vision saved that movie. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they, they could have just did the movie so much better. Like if they did a couple more different things, it'd have been an excellent movie. But they they kind of yeah whatever. But uh, uh for me, thank you. For me, Black Panther is the best movie I've ever seen. I've only seen it once. That's all the convincing I need. So it's number one in the MCU, and it's number one in my books. Fair enough. So with the whole uh, with the whole story, uh, a lot of people like the story. It's pretty cool because, again, uh, I'm going to go uh, comic book nerd on people a little bit, give you all some trivia stuff. If you're in trivia, you can win some money. So with this movie, they had a Killmonger's character, Michael B. Jordan, based uh, out of Oakland, California, which there are a couple reasons why they did this. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is from Oakland. Ryan Coogler is from Oakland. And then Oakland is like the... Uh, 
the birthplace of the Black Panther movement. So I, I'm surprised Disney and Marvel let a lot of this stuff slide first and foremost with a lot of the the uh, the blackity blackness, if that makes sense, which is pretty cool. I, I liked it. But originally, the movie, uh, the character, uh, Killmonger's character is actually from Harlem, New York, which I found interesting because that would have been kind of cool too. They could have did the same scene. It would have been just different accents, different background. But uh, so I found that... It, it still would work, but it, I think it wouldn't work because the whole Cali thing and then Kendrick Lamar did the, the soundtrack. So I think they just made that, you know, it's, it's one of the director's uh, things to do. So, but everything else with the story was pretty similar. Um, that, that's a, that's my little take. Also, prior to recent times, every Black Panther comic was written by a white person. Until now, I think yeah. uh, Tanahashi Coates writes it right now, so... That's also interesting. They also strayed away from the Black Panther name for a little while due to the actual real Black Panthers to kind of distance themselves. They called them like Black Leopard or something like that. They came back to it. So I, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, I've, I've, I've watched a few uh, reviews of Black Panther. And me personally, like I've, I've said this before, like if you're going to watch a Marvel DC movie, like go into the movie and take what the movie gives you. Try not to walk in with your comic book baggage. Like I get, like it's I understand, it is baggage. I'm just, I'm just giving you trivia. No, no, I didn't, not, I didn't look even, this stuff up until afterwards. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking about people that I've watched review the movie. The 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 and, and I'm actually doing a thread on all the black people that are reviewing this movie because. You know, there, there's certain things and certain concepts and, and vibes of this movie that honestly white people are not going to be able to, to, to te- tell me about and not going to be able to relate with me about. So I'm going through YouTube. Actually, KJ the Dallas Kid is helping me do this. We got a thread going of all the black YouTubers that have reviewed this movie. But one of the YouTubers that I was watching, all his, com- and I don't want to call them complaints, but all of his like demerits on the movie were based on them straying away from the comics and that that kind of stuff just it just kind of bothers me because it's like everybody doesn't read the comics we can't go word for word by the comics because it's more than just the comics there's other movies that has to kind of tie things into it has to go off of um avengers 2 because claw was in that one you have to try to keep it going from civil war because that's when t'challa was introduced it has to be able to flow into Infinity War. So it's like, we can't just go by the comic book. So just go by, judge the movie by itself and not by what they didn't do in the comics. Yeah, I definitely agree. There's a lot of, there are, people were very, people were unusually critical of this, to me at least. Um, And like you said, there's a lot of factors that go into movie making. So of course, nerd comic book nerds or people who are like grown with the character would love to see it go word for word but like you said there are tons of other factors that go into this and there are movies that have to come after this that have to flow within that universe so sure it doesn't of course mbaku mbaku's not called man eight because that's that problematic <laughs> yeah that would i don't think that would have worked <laughs> coming out of nowhere so yeah you got to use his name mbaku and then to make he still wears the eight masks the the cave is still it's it makes references mm-hmm. but things for screen have you consume literature way differently than you consume film so it has to look different that makes sense 
I mean, the story is pretty. It was pretty close. Just that that particular part of the story. But uh, uh, what else was interesting? Uh, I, I found it. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say uh, some of the things that I guess stood out to me was some of the themes that they touched on. Um, I kind of got some of the like Lion King Hamlet kind of vibes. It was, it was almost like Shakespearean because uh, T'Challa was trying to follow in his father's footsteps and be the king that he thought he was supposed to be. And then it turns out that his father messed up in his eyes. And then you also have Killmonger who didn't have a father and he's trying to avenge his father, trying to do what he thought his father would deem the right thing to do. And you see those two different paths, different life choices. And if you want to go deeper into it, it's, you know, how do how does how does the black man's life change with and without a father figure? Or if you have a father figure and that father figure goes away, how do you how do you continue to live life with honor and dignity and try to you know fulfill his legacy, so to speak? And that's kind of that was one of the themes that I got from that movie. Hmm. I think it touched beautifully on the diaspora as well, um, because. I mean, we all spend time on Twitter. You always see African Twitter versus African-American Twitter. And just even in, you know, normal uh, interactions. I think it touched on the diaspora as well. Uh, hopefully we'll touch on the theme of if Killmonger was right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got something on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems you know, to be the consensus on Twitter. Up, you know, how we struggle as African-Americans compared to those who maybe are considered more connected to their African heritage. Yeah, I, I do want to talk about or speak on the African versus African-American thing, because on Twitter, before I saw the movie, a lot of people were going to the movie. A lot of people had on the shikis, they had head wraps. Some <laughs> people were dressed like, you know, the characters from coming to America. And a lot of people that are from Africa were kind of like, hey, you know, why, why are y'all all of a sudden trying to be African now? when y'all aren't like this, say, during Kwanzaa and other holidays and stuff like that, and I can understand where they're coming from, but I will say from an American's perspective, we don't really know our culture. We don't know, like, I don't know where I'm from originally in Africa. I don't know where my roots come from and our, you know, history and, and the things that we do, that's all been erased. So we don't have that culture with us as, say, someone that's from, you know, Nigeria or some other country in Africa. They, they have that stuff and they bring that with them. And we don't have that. And, you know, we, we Black Panther comes out and we're like, OK, this movie is a connection. It not, it's a loose connection and it's not really a it's kind of a superficial connection, but it's a connection nonetheless. So if if this movie is what it takes to get some people to try to learn about, okay, where did I come from? Where did my grandparents come from? Okay, where did their parents come from? Okay, where did their parents come from? And okay, they got brought over here in a slave ship. Let's see if we can find out what country they came from. Let me see what tribe I'm from. Maybe it'll inspire me to go to Africa, you know, like now I said in belly, like they're, they're, I, I don't want this to be like a back and forth thing between like Africans and African-Americans. like. If anything, this movie should bring us together and hopefully people from Africa can try to educate us on 
on the motherland and people that are in America can be a little bit more open to it instead of being like, oh, you know, y'all African booty scratch or whatever, stuff like that. We can be a little bit more receptive and and be more open to that. Ryan Coogler and uh, Chadwick Boseman spoke on in separate interviews. I think Chadwick was at in the breakfast at the Breakfast Club. Uh, Ryan Coogler was at Hot, Hot ninety seven. Chadwick Boseman was talking about how when he started, it definitely, uh, like you said, it challenged him to find out where he quote unquote was from and his heritage. And Ryan Coogler said he told them as soon as he was hired as the director, I, if I'm going to do this, I need to visit the continent. And he just talked about how African-Americans, he realized that African-Americans and Africans um, are much more connected than we think we are. Uh, he talked about a story of when he went to a specific village and they had a gathering to where women were in one part, part of the house, children were in another part, the younger men were hanging out, the older men were hanging out, and it sounds like an American cookout. And they were telling them, well, of course, this is a custom that y'all would take over because you guys are us. You just you hmm. change the name and you do it a little different. So it, I definitely, definitely hope it opens up a bigger conversation once we get over the newness of the mu- of the movie to say, look, I'm you, you're me. Let's let's learn about each other. Yeah, that was one thing that I did. Uh, it made me, even though except Wakanda is a fictional place, it made me envy that you know when he was coming back, coming back to Wakanda, that you know he's like you know. Uh, alluding to like this never gets old coming back to his country and seeing his his land, his culture, his people like that they actually have a heritage, they have traditions, they have cultures, even though it is fictional. But it, it does make me think about other countries, like for example, let's say Jamaica. It's I, I can definitely understand the sentiment that it is a lot different there in other countries. They actually know know their roots more than we do and have cultures and have uh, things that is uh, you know inherently. They have roots, if that makes sense. They have roots. We don't really have that type of culture here. We kind of have the African American culture, which is interesting in itself. It's it's more or less an experience than a culture, if that makes sense. So it, it kind of made me a bit envious of, you know, people that are from different countries that have unique cultures uh, that that we don't really get the opportunity to have. So that that was kind of cool too. Um, another big thing with the movie. Is I know people get kind of mad that you know, hey, there's not enough black actors. You know, you have the same four black people playing the same couple roles, and, and I'm glad this movie's doing so well that we can get you know other black actors out there, get them more roles. Like I, I can't pronounce the one guy's name that was on uh, Black Mirror, who's also in Get Out, uh, who's now the, the Daniel Kaluuya, something like that. Who? It's a uh, Kaluuya, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's doing big things. So I want to keep seeing, you know, these guys getting bigger roles, like maybe one of these guys to be the next Denzel or something like that. We can have these great actors for, you know, decades to come. And multiple, it, not just like Denzel. He was like a token, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's like multiple actors and actresses. Yeah. So I, I think that's pretty cool, even though it is kind of funny saying that. Uh, being that Chadwick Boseman has played every black historical figure <laughs> known to make it's gonna be Gucci next, but the Rise of the They said it was Greenwood too. Like, that's kinda... <laughs> ah, uh, I mean, yeah, he... no disrespect. 
Let's not get sidetracked, South Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I, I think it was a great movie, man. They're, we're not trying to give away too many spoilers, but I mean, at this point, you probably well, should have seen spoiler. the movie. Well, I got a spoiler. I got a spoiler. I just love how the, I guess, the military, if you will, of Wakanda are all female. I love the female presence in this movie. I love the strong female presence. I love that the general, the right hand to the king is a female. Um, and oh, it's, oh, yeah, just how detrimental. The best warrior. And she killed that shit. So, <laughs> I, just watching that to me after a while, and I rested, oh, um, I loved it. I loved this. I ate that shit all up. It was great. I love the references. Shuri is like, I feel like Shuri is me. She's so smart, and she was such a smart ass. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Candles was like, what are those, bruh? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know, I know you're king, but what are those? What is like, <laughs> you're not getting that in any other Marvel movie. No, right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I liked how they did that. But is and there we, anything? So we're not gonna spoil anymore. I don't okay. know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. At one point, I was in the theater, and this little this little white kid was like, "Yo, why oh, is yeah, Black Panther so say? weak?" He's like, "Why is Black Panther so weak?" I'm like, "Bro, like I started laughing." Oh, like. <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. I heard him say, "Why is Black Panther so?" And I was like, "I know he didn't say black. Like, what the fuck did he just say?" I what mean, did he just say? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I couldn't hear. Bruh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was like, bruh, like you're, you're a terrible fighter. Like, that's all I'm gonna say. Like, Black bruh. Panther, a lot of times get his ass whooped. That was just, get, just getting that tossed was up. One of the like... critiques. That was one of the critiques that I seen online as far as the movie. Um, not getting like a ten out of ten, a nine out of ten, be just because he didn't do as many fighting scenes, and uh, the fighting scenes that were there weren't exactly the greatest because you know like you said that he was quote unquote weak. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was, but I think he was I don't, mentally I don't, strong. He was mentally strong. There's a difference I don't think, than this I, I don't movie and think, others. I don't think that he was weak, but I think there was a part in the movie, and I'm trying to keep it as spoiler free as possible. Where his father and Do him it. were talking, and his father was saying that he's a good guy, but mm -hmm. sometimes being a good guy, you can't be king. You know, you can't be the proper king because I feel like with Jab the Jabari tribe leader. He kind of was a little slack. He didn't kill him, which was all cool. It helped out. And I kind of felt the same way with Killmonger. When they fought at first, he sliced Ooh. him across the face. <laughs> and it yeah. was just kind of like, okay, he probably could have killed him then. But I just think that a lot of the times he's so noble, he's such a good guy that he's not trying to use that killer instinct. And that's what his father was kind of trying to say. Hey, sometimes when it's time to be a king, you need to show your teeth and be the man that we know you are. But, you know, we don't want to see Black Panther in a film just kicking ass the whole time. You know, you gotta... Yeah. Makes it seem like he's you and I. Yeah, right. But overall, I, I love the film. It was it was a great film. I can't wait to see it again. Um, Really love the fight scenes. I love the fact that the women were so empowered. No matter if yes. you're white, black, or a fan of women... And different things of that nature. It's just good to see a different approach to film. I mean, I know we had Wonder Woman and the Amazonians. I'm, I apologize if I butchered that, but it's good to see it on this side because they were really kicking butt in this film. Yeah, there wasn't a weak woman around. Even Angela Bassett didn't lift her hand at one time, but you knew. But Angela you Bassett knew. 
But you knew exactly. I didn't even know she was in the film until I saw her, and I was like, "Yes, like who else? Who else would be queen? Who else?" Yeah, real quick, just just a hot take I saw on Twitter. All right, so again, Michael B. Jordan did great as Killmonger, but guys, I, I don't know if it was quite Oscar great. There's a lot of people saying he deserved <laughs> an Oscar for that role. I'm like, uh, guys, I, I know, I, I know we're excited. Yeah, no, I no, get no. it, but nah, bro. No, no, no. I as much as I love him, I wouldn't be, say Oscar worthy. BET maybe an MTV yeah, award, yeah, something like that. Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not the laugh. We need to support, really our, we need support our wars. Yeah, and I was actually surprised at uh, Chadwick Boseman because I'm not gonna lie. His uh, I feel that he really improved his uh, Wakandan accent because in Civil War it was hella trash. Right. I, I was like, <laughs> bro, I'm like, dog, this is like one of the worst African he accents I've that, ever heard. He said that in the interview how he just made it a, a real point to work on his accent and such. Um, and a lot of the motivation as far as his performance in the movie was in regards to these two little, um, I don't know if they're both male or not, but these two cancer patients that he stood in communication with throughout the time of filming. And because of them, he made sure, especially like when it came to the accent and everything that he did had to be on point, had to be. Yeah. Those so two he really put in that effort. He said those two kids were trying to hold on to see that movie, and um, unfortunately, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Dang. yeah, that was a tough interview. Yeah, so definitely, if you haven't seen Black Panther, go check it out. If you want to chop it up on Twitter with us, we love to talk about stuff. Uh, shout out to the fake people uh, saying they're I'm sorry, the fake white people. They were saying they were beat up at the movie Colonizing. theaters. The colonizers. Goodness y'all, gracious! Y'all fucking wild, like. <laughs> we really doing this, guys. And, and another point, man, like, it's it's crazy how that, and this kind of ties back into the shooting real quick, with, like, black people were, like, weaponized and seen to be such violent, angry people. Like, when uh, Straight Outta Compton or Straight Outta Compton movie came out, there was increased security at the movie theaters. I'm like, for what? Like, it's we're not, like, what do you think's going to happen? Like, you know, same with Black Panther, people faking getting beat up by black people like look nobody's paying forty dollars for a movie and popcorn to get arrested and get in fights like this nobody's even thinking about you like no offense but like we're just trying to have a good time like why would you like when stop huh like when anchorman or something comes out we're not you know faking getting beat up I'm like come on man. that's that's just corny that's mad that's mad corny but yeah that's that's all i gotta say on that so uh I guess that's where we're going to keep it with Black Panther. Go see the movie. It's great. Uh, y'all got anything you want to talk about with the movie, or y'all are good? No. I'm good. I don't want to spoil it, but definitely see it and just get two tickets because you're going to want to see it again. It is really yeah. that good. And after Monday, I'm letting these tweets fly, so if you don't want to see it, you probably should just log off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's it again. Uh, KJ, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, no definitely problem. check her out. Thanks, I'm, girl. Uh, between the lines podcast. Uh, you can actually follow her also at underscore rev run, correct? Yeah, yeah. If you want to like, if you like Beyonce tweets or like, I don't know, I talk about the NBA a lot, but also a whole bunch of Beyonce, follow me. Yes. <laughs> I'm going right now. <laughs> That's what Beyonce and like fine black men for like seven days out of the week. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. On Let's there. do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Savage, you got any closing words? 
I thought we were gonna wind it out. I don't have any closing words. Oh, just shut up. Uh, we we ran kind of late. You know, we want to hope. Okay, people- well, uh, you know, hey, it it is what it is. Um, shout out to uh the Queen Gift Queen, um, for your laughs, for your inspiration, all the things that you do. Shout out to NY hey, Carissa or whatever her name is, whatever her motherfucking NYC name is. Oh, wow, nice language. I added you and you didn't respond to me. Um, shout out to El Breezy holding it down. Uh, shout out to all my niggas from the SIP. Y'all seen they were protesting. Uh, the white people came out in full force uh, saying that we need to convert to Jesus and not watch Black Panther. So shout out to my homeland of, of Mississippi. And I'm out. Y'all hit me up at uh, Love Killer Trey and I'll make your day. Oh, I like Ooh. it. That's a lie. Nobody can spell that. So, uh, Mr. Sniffles. Uh, yeah, shout out to the to the normal crew, uh, the regulars or whatever. Uh, definitely buy another ticket to see Black Panther because that's after I saw that movie, I immediately wanted to go back and watch it again. Um, I'm gonna go see it see it tomorrow, and uh, I feel like we should have another podcast to talk solely about Black Panther. So. If you want to get on and talk about this at any of us, and we'll try to make that happen. Yeah, we'll do a yeah after next week. We'll we'll probably do we'll probably do hopefully two episodes. Just do straight Black Panther. Just uh, really discuss the whole movie with all the spoilers. So again, appreciate everybody checks us out on uh, Apple Podcast. Ay, Dios mío, ay, Dios mío, yo no puedo contigo. Es que yo no puedo contigo. Like you need to have a seat. You need to have a seat. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Real quick, uh, shout out to everybody who supports the show, of course, everybody who's listening. Um, special shout out to my bestest friend in the whole wide world, um, Courtney. I was going to feel bad for my other best friends. I love you guys, too. But to Miss Courtney, Coco, C-Money, whatever you want to call yourself, depending on your mood, I love you. I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks for listening. That's all I got. That was just for her. Hey, Courtney. Shout out to KJ Dallas Kid. Shout out to Crafty <laughs> K. Shout out to uh, Chuck Decoy. Shout out to uh, Hurricane, who changed his page. I don't know if he's running Hurricane. Oh, wait. Real quick. Real oh, quick. Shit. Real quick. Oh, hey, Lord. Hurricane. So, shout out to Hurricane. Because um, as you guys know, thanks to you guys, literally, uh, you guys um, that I'm looking at, in terms of, you know, opening my DMs and blah, blah, blah. So, Hurricane is one of my first uh, DM bays, right? Shout out to Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Twitter and so forth, right? He's just the sweetest. Anyway. Camila Pinga. (laughs) Pinga, Pinga. So, uh, fast forward. Anyway, we've been cool. He actually told me, don't hate me for telling them, but I'm just going to say it. He actually told me, like, maybe things weren't going to go, or things are going to go somewhere in his personal life. To where he's gonna be seeing a nice young lady. So I said, okay. So he's just letting me know. And I said, okay, well, we could be cool. You know, no more photos, yada yada. And I say that because receiving. I don't I don't I don't give photos. I received. Anyway, listen, I say that because shout out to him for keeping it 100. He was he's been listening to this show. All you got to do is be real and say, you know what? This is where my life is going. It's where my situation is going. 
And I haven't even met the damn man. And he was being honest with me, which I appreciate. So shout out to you, Hurricane. And this is why we can be friends. Why not? Oh, why not?